of Jeffrey K. Horcrums. And these are all the same people who were here before, except for the two additional atoms that we've installed. <laughs> nice. These atoms are the, uh, know this, these are state-of-the-art uh, atoms, the finest atoms uh, from Game to Grow possible. Of course, we will harangue them shortly uh, about their Kickstarter adventures. Uh, but of course, know this, uh, if you're in the channel right now, the Elderwood box could be yours uh, via some technological wizardry that our engineer put together. Walnut. What? Is there any new business? You don't want to say the other thing? Okay. All right. Um, I would like to talk to Pseudohop, who uh, applied for the position of Grovekeeper Subduer. Um, and I got this one. It's personal. So just... It did not work. Let's put it that way. <laughs> it's just messed right up. Right now, Kafris. Kafris Draub. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, have there been any emanations from the void? You woke me from my from my meditation. <laughs> my dark reverie. I peered into that deep trench. I ripped out a winner. Really? You know what? It's pseudohop. This is the symbol for growth, which I've actually <gasps> I've actually done before, but it's such an appropriate one yeah, for this episode. One. No, it looks legit. Pseudohop, you get to have this one. Thank it you. It looks so much. legit. Now uh, Wait, we have more business. We do? Yeah. Oh, are, are you gonna? Are you handling this too? <laughs> oh, here. Oh, let me do the whole thing. Uh, uh, Prince, what's in? I mean, what's how are things at the hut? Super great owner, great job, uh, owner award. I don't remember who it was last time, but we're gonna get a plaque and it's gonna be great and a toothbrush. Um, but Pseudohop, love you so much. Give you two kisses. Uh, you get it in the Discord. You get a menu laminated, drawn by nurse, and uh, also everybody that donated five hundred uh, gets a chance. I don't know. He's gonna to jail. do a thing, and like he'll that. tell you about it next time. That's yeah. my bit, and I'm in more done. detail. Right here now, uh, Rosie. I mean, have you you've been gazing up at the night sky? I mean, has has anything up there uh, stood out to you particularly? Yes, I was thinking about how stars can line up and different shapes, hmm. and I've decided to call those constellations. And I haven't had time like to it. work on mine this week, but... It's uh, a good name, though. Thank you very much. I discovered one that reminded me of a relic, an uncle relic. Really? If one would. Uh, just because just again, at this point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, imagine a relic, but like The only thing older... I can do is I have a lighter, and I startle Chris every time <laughs> that there's a fire at the table to do the wax seal. No, it, that's automatic. The terror, I think, is more or less automatic. Uh, of course, uh, thanks so much to Action Economist uh, for that mid-game cauldron tip. I had a chance to put it to work, and I appreciate it. Um, now, uh, Elderwood Giveaway Idol Champions Festival of Fools is the event that's going on right now, correct? And it features... Rosie and Strix Bee Stinger. What a pair! <gasps> the Bee Stinger. What a festival. What a pair. Of course, we had uh, Strix Bee Stinger with us on Acquisitions Intoxicated just this week. A real treat. Uh, we had a chance to sample our truly dangerous mead. Uh, it's, it's, some, it's some shit. Um, now, uh, Adams, what is going on uh, with y'all? Like I said, so when we, when we first talked to you, you were wheelhouse workshop, and you were offering therapeutic services. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my uh, hair was still brown at the time. Uh, no, I was no, that's wizard as I am. <laughs> Look exactly oh, the same. Um, but uh, the, the main thing is that uh, ultimately you decided to codify that uh, those learnings uh, into a company, but it sounds like also into uh, 
like a literal box of stuff. Yeah. So that's always the challenge with that, with, with using that stuff. Like, because we've heard that too. It's like we had that concern with uh, our Thornwatch game mm -hmm. uh, that we did with Lone Shark. You know, it's like the idea that you can't actually be inside the box. Right. And which it seems obvious, but it really changes how you have to think about something like that. When you're, this is something that's near and dear to you. You've manufactured a, like a system and a way of delivering therapy in this way. How do you codify that stuff in a way that can actually deliver utility to somebody who gets a box but doesn't have any atoms in it? That's, it's, <laughs> that's a great question. I mean, ultimately, what we realized with what we wanted to do with Critical Core is we wanted to get RPGs into more people's hands. Oh, in general. In, in general. Um, into parents and teachers and therapists who've never played RPGs before. But then also take the, the pieces of what we've learned, the pieces of, of like what we've been so successful with right. and turn that into like the facilitator's guide the 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 way to, uh, to handle it's like that a dungeon master's guide right yes. yeah yeah An actual um, dungeon master's yeah. guide yeah but but about like how do you handle conflicts at your table and how do you handle it covers shit like that yeah yeah absolutely because that's something that comes up in our groups and, said, God, and the regular dmg should have a much larger <laughs> section on this <laughs> yeah. yeah that's my experience with role playing is that it's all it's therapy no matter what. It's just a matter of what you learn and if you come out better at all. Right. It's always gonna be therapeutic. There's gonna be explosive realizations about your actual person. Right. Yeah. You you play characters and you can't not put pieces of yourself into those. Even characters. if you think that you haven't, Amy. Yeah. What? <laughs> there was a viral tweet this week that was about this. That was like, what you think uh, DMing is. And it's like, going through my epic story. And it's like, what it actually is, is like helping your players narrate through parts of their personality as careful therapists. Yeah. Yep, yep. No, it's legit. I saw this tweet. I saw that one too. And I felt seen. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so, so, so your book, your version of the game, mm -hmm. includes a lot more about the sort of sophisticated interpersonal shit. Right. And a lot of stuff that, that we have taught to, to our uh, therapists that we, we've hired and trained and, and other therapists. And, oh, and you have a parents. team, like a we, team we team, a team now. now. Right. Yeah. Hi, hi, Michael and Karen. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they're watching. <laughs> <laughs> they should be. Well, they should be. When we were on the first time, we were Wheelhouse Workshop, and it was just Adam and I. And we yeah. had this great idea to use D&D &D to help kids. And we always knew that we were the limit. The amount of work that we could do. That's the, the threshold. We could do, right? Right. And we could only run so many groups a week. So we got up to five groups a week, and then we started Game to Grow, the nonprofit. Yeah. And then we're still running five groups a week, but now we've hired people. And in hiring people, we figured out how to tell other people what it is we do. Oh, yeah, sure. Because <laughs> we now had to have somebody else do it. So then we've sort of codified, named, and and made a structure for what we actually do. Because we're not just playing a, a role-playing game, right? No. We're like putting no, all no. these layers on top of it and weaving storylines in it that help the kids learn about themselves, learn how to interact with other people. It's a very uh, systematic approach, but while it's also, like, we're also, on the surface, just playing a role-playing game. So it's, like, really fun for the kids to come week after week, yeah. um, but it's not, it doesn't feel like therapy. Well, so how, I mean, I'm just typing it in right now. I'm not just, like, looking at shit. I'm just curious. So uh, this is, I wish you would stop. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm looking at Critical Core, and... So you were asking for 48, and last time I saw it, it was like at 60, but now it's at 82,287? Yeah. We got full funding in eight hours. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, man, I would have thought that a lot of it had gotten soaked up, I mean, by uh, Critical Role. Good naming on Critical Core, by the way. <laughs> it was actually nice. unrelated. Was totally, totally, uh -huh. totally. Get that search. It's that SEO, baby. <laughs> I like that. No, uh, I'm, I'm just saying that, like, uh, it seemed like a lot of the RPG... Like dough would have just been sucked out. I am shocked, not because it's not awesome, 
but because I think of it as kind of an inside baseball thing, and I wonder how you've been able to how you've been able to communicate the virtues. I mean, of course, we've had you on multiple times. I oh, think sure. you're, what you're doing is awesome. My fear with something like this is always that in the world that we're at, in just like the world stage that we're at right now, like if we were playing Civilization, like this shit-ass <laughs> world, um, it really seems like being awesome is not sufficient as marketing. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I think you're totally right. And I think the, the thing that's really made this, honestly, the thing that's made this successful is yeah. um, as soon as we introduce... Like RPGs can be good for you into people's vision. That's into a people's big message. View. It's a big message. Yeah, it's, it's a big, it's move. a big message. And and a lot of a lot of the RPG community is is like ready to go. Yeah, oh, it is good for so you. So they go then they go to bat. Right. And then you're a part of the conversation. And then you double your ask. And and what we're seeing now is is a lot of parents and teachers and therapists um, who've never played RPGs, who've never done any of that before, and they're jumping on board and going, Oh my gosh, this looks amazing, and I want to do this with my my kids, or I want to do this with with my clients. For sure. Um, um, and and that's that's really exciting because these are all people who who don't know the power of RPGs but are still excited about it. It also helped that we struck a chord with this guy. I don't know if you've heard of him. His name is Matthew Mercer. I'm familiar with him. <laughs> and he, he tweeted about it, and people that like, don't, went crazy. That don't hurt. <laughs> with, the, with the naming, he yeah. signed off on that. Well, he just retweeted it. That's, <laughs> yeah, it's, that's it's, which is it's yeah, that's the power of, of yeah, it's just thousand followers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, now yeah. he's now he's in the mix. Yeah. yeah. Um, exactly, and he has been—he has been actually really vocal about like this is a really cool idea, and I think this is amazing, and, and that's incredibly appreciated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People, people who play role-playing games know they have this in, inherent belief. Like you said, people grow through playing these role-playing games for sure. Games. So Even grown-ups, right? Exactly. And we've we've had a lot of people who want to play and they want to play with kids, but learning D and D five E or another game is like, oh. it's like there's all these rules to learn. There's a heavy load for sure. We want to cut that out. So yeah, yeah, the yeah. critical core box kit that we have coming out is actually a simplified rule set. That's oh, got, oh, that's um, great. It's yeah. it's based on fifth edition sort of SRD. It's SRD, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, but it's accessible to new players um, and also new game masters. That's a big part of what intriguing. We're oh, for okay. So that's that's why in one of your stretch goals you can offer new classes because in your in your remix of the SRD it's there it's a truncated set that's easier to get into. Right. Okay, exactly. Yeah, in our groups we offer pre-made characters and it's oh. just part of it's just part oh. of getting the game yeah. going. Right? Hell yeah. yeah. If you're fucking ro- <laughs> if you're DMing for kids there's no there's nobody making fucking characters that might you can change the eye color. I mean, I, you know what I mean? Like, you can role-play this character however you want. Yeah, but yeah. obviously choose a class and race that you like. But we're going to get these pre-gens from those zip files on the wizard site. Exactly. And that's what's up. Yeah. You can play a Dragonborn Sorcerer. You know, with D&D Beyond, you can actually hit randomize. It's, and it's, you can get your own character. It's really fun. It because, is fun. Because, like, the, the characters come off. Come I, out really bonks. wacky. Guy. I don't even like to play D and D. I just like to hit that random. <laughs> I'll stay random there for hours. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't, <laughs> didn't obviously <laughs> Kate. Kate is um, you know in a dilapidated state. Right. But I did. I think that Kate ran a game she at did. Unplugged. that was all random characters. She did. I, right? I was in it. I was a warlock that had like a nature of plus nine. It made <laughs> no sense. What an awesome. <laughs> see, I, that, that, those are like the truest role playing characters, though, <laughs> because you have to come up with some way to square that fucking circle, yeah. right? <laughs> um, so anyway, so so what's next uh, stretch goal wise for you? So we have um, some stretch goals that we've already announced. Um, we just hit the stretch goal to add some extra characters in. There yeah. may be a stretch goal to add even more characters in. Interesting, um, intriguing. Uh, with artwork, with all those things, we have some modules coming up, and we have like a really exciting stretch goal. What's that? Well, we got somebody to help us with the kit. I think you guys might know him. Um, his name's Jerry. 
Um, <laughs> and, and Jerry agreed to, to help add in some extra stuff. I can't tell you too much about the stretch goal because it's secret and it's hidden and we haven't gotten there yet. But I can say some stuff. So, yeah. um, I, so part of the reason that we know each other is that my son actually received therapy at one of the places. He didn't do, game, he didn't do um, uh, D&D with you guys. But he did like um, sketch comedy and mm-hmm. other other therapeutic classes at the same place you guys run your classes. So that's sort of how we crossed paths. Um, and I've been running a game for them, uh, for him and his and the other thirteen year olds that he knows. And it is, if you've run a game, you know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, that's very exciting. That is a very exciting table. Occasionally, Dungeons and Dragons is played. <laughs> um, and I, I have to say, like. 11 to 13 is an amazing time to learn and play Dungeons Oh, no, no. It's so much it's, fun. We've, we have gotten there, but man, sometimes, yeah. <laughs> but, but I have learnings from that uh, that I would love to help communicate in a module. And the theme, and it's basically all been worked out. I've been, I've been doing it with them for over a year now. And the theme is basically the Pied Piper in reverse. I've talked about this online before. Mm-hmm. But that's the hook that um, I'm hoping I can deliver into the critical core box, which is basically a situation where the grown-ups get spirited away, mm-hmm. and then there's a lot of needs and a lot of cooperation and a lot of society building that has to happen interpersonally inside this town Yay. or the skeleton of this town. I was trying to figure out what the reverse was, <laughs> and all I could come up with is... With rats? Is, no, is the kids bring a weird man to town. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's the inverse. That's the inverse. A bunch, a bunch of kids coming to town <laughs> with a weird man that they found. I'm just following these kids. Yeah. I think that's just most of my campaign. Yeah. So. Well, no, these are these are obviously these are classic themes. Yeah. Um, uh, but that's the main thing that you know. I'm hoping that we arrive at that stretch goal. Uh, which, oh, you know, which will help us put that together. We're going to get there. You, you are going to help us get there. Yes. But um, the really thing that I'm so excited about with that is that, Jerry, you're basically, you've got all these awesome ideas. They're, they're battle-tested ideas, <laughs> yeah. believe it. Um, and then we're basically going to come in and, and shape them into, uh, like, what, what skills is this now exactly. working on? Exactly. Layer the therapy gonna Yeah, we're going to layer that therapy that. Right, right underneath there um, and use all those ideas in a, in a really great way. No, so I'm, I'm excited to get I'm, to where we can announce that. Strategy. I'm all kinds of cranked up. I think that's going to be sweet. Hey, so there is a ritual. I know that you guys are familiar with the program, uh, but there is a ritual that we did not undertake yet, hmm. and that is the generation of an MVP. I think it should be that uh, kaleidoscope portal that we went through, oh, because yeah, that that's set us good. off on, on, on a wonderful adventure. <laughs> yeah. I did, I did like the, the squirrel <laughs> flicking his little fork weapon. It's <laughs> oh, not an MVP, but... Honorable mention. Yeah, yeah, fork flick. It's you know, yeah. is it in there? Um, yes, I like that. Let's go with that. Um, so I also have some questions here. Uh, S. A. Wells. His question is, how keen are we all on Game to Grow's Kickstarter? I, I think he put that in there before he even knew we had Game to Grow in the building. <laughs> so I think we've answered that. I feel like I feel like there's some enthusiasm. Yeah. I think we're keen. Vis a vis. Maybe not. Maybe not, Chris. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Warming up. Mm. I've got, I've got maybe in, some more info. I've got important news, everybody. Uh, my chemical romantic. Uh, picked up the tarnished gold dice from Level Up, uh, and uh, Yanaril, Yanaril, Yanaril. Uh, Otherwood Dice Box, C Team logo. Welcome aboard, uh, Amy. 
This is from uh, Umbral Alderman. Yes. Has Walnut begun to doubt Omen's motives or means at all? No. Yeah, I don't think so. No, um, although would love to see if that happens when we get to Waterdeep. Yeah, mm-hmm. Waterdeep uh, or the alternate timeline game in Ravnica. Yeah. A lot well. of questions. A lot of questions. Don't you up my yum? Great handle. Um, Jerry, whatever happened to the new elf race that was created when the gang freed the trapped god they found in the Underdark? Will we see them again? I'm looking mm. over meaningfully at Elissa. Who is one of them? <laughs> who, is one of them? <laughs> who, is, who is one of these special creatures? So delightful. Oh, she's typing furiously over there. I don't, I don't know what she's going to type, though. Oh, more to come soon. That was like a thousand letters. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like, it's taking her a long time to write no. Keep it in mind. Uh, fraught fish. Uh, says, I'd like to do a C-team art piece for my senior portfolio. Have there been any moments you'd especially love to see? Love you all. That would be a cool, a cool C-team moment. That would be a fun grab for the portfolio. There's some really good... I, I want to see Kathris as a squirrel. For a senior, for a senior. A, to give this person an F. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Thanks. You're like, okay, it's like an elf, but like a dark elf, right. but also a squirrel, but like not a squirrel also. You, with you a lady a squ- squirrel chasing you. Yeah, it's colored wrong. <laughs> That's just infringement at that point. It's just yeah. fact. I don't know what's good. I'm selfish, uh, and I'm going to answer the moment that Cathars and Walnut got incepted with the goddesses. Oh, I think the you grove, really see, cool for me, I go back to the grove stuff all mm-hmm. the time. It was such a whacked out, surreal scene. You know, what's, you know what is so funny? None of that shit was supposed to happen at all. Well, don't tell me that. That's the magic of D&D. No, it's the magic of D&D Beyond. Oh, uh, wow. No, no, no. It's, no. There's like a whole combat there. Oh, yeah. yeah? My notes are, there's a big fight with an Oni. It's like a ghostly giant asshole. <laughs> yeah, but so much better stuff happened. Well, no, I, I think no. What, the way that it actually Didn't happened. Did we like catapult that thing or something? Is, yeah, the way that, that it later, act, right? the way that it actually happened. Yeah, exactly. Eventually, you did meet him. I was like, I'm using this motherfucker. Next time they go back to this goddamn grove, this Oni's coming out. He's gonna come out to play. He's gonna have a bone. Yeah, some wine. I don't know. That was it. Yep. <laughs> he rented the venue basically. Um, uh, Methuselah was the flowers and growth around the contract supposed to happen during the wedding, but it had been had it been signed at the time. Yes. Wow. Have you been sitting on that for a while, or was the cauldron tip just lucky typing? The cauldron tip um, helped me out and actually reminded me, because I always try to figure out, like, what's the way to uh, amp the drama up? And I was like, well, that had been the intention of it back in the day. I mean, the, the intention of that, that after, the, like, the, after the wedding party, like, it wasn't supposed to go that way. I mean, I know that, I know that like, even from the very beginning, since we started with the idea of the wedding, there's just a lot of stress and pressure Yes. Exactly. Like, it's mm-hmm. like, so it, can, am I going to fuck the game up if it go this way? And then it's like, well, no, I have to turn hard left. I don't even want to be a part of it. Yeah, I don't get railroaded. Of course, nobody wants to get railroaded. Right. But I was like, it doesn't have to go any way at all. Like, we yeah, can make that it. That was go- a relief. Exactly. And so I think that that's part of what inspired it to go, like, horrifically awry. Yeah, because I was able to just, like, look inside and think about what would Walnut really do. Now, yeah, it was, it was pretty, it was hard. Um, N sub one, can the players bestow advantage on NPCs? Yeah, they can bestow advantage on NPCs and they can also re-roll any roll, even wow. for an NPC. Yeah. If I want it's not, it's not, land to kill us, then... It isn't you doing it. She's got a big step on me energy, yeah. uh, and I want her to have advantage. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
the action economist. Uh, it's looking like you'll hit your final stretch goal in the near future. Do you have any plans for further stretch goals to reveal be real soon? Heaps. Yeah. It tons. sounds tons. It sounds like heaps, including yours, Taruli. Yeah. Um, RF Switchert. Uh, so in regards to Critical Core, what are some of the tools that are used to help autistic kids mm. be able to understand how to deal with social or tense situation in an easier manner? Uh, asking as an autistic person myself. Um, so specifically, it's a, a tense, tense situation? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, social or tense situation. But of course, it's very, like the phrasing is very interesting, right? Yeah, social yeah. or tense are on equal yeah. levels. So like linguistically... They are synonyms. (laughs) For for so many people. Yeah, for sure. Um, So I I would say um, maybe one of the the best tools is the ability to move in and out of your character. Um, It's it's a term that we we, uh, like to call aesthetic distance. It's actually taken from drama therapy techniques. Um, And it's basically, as a dungeon master, you have a lot of power to be able to say, you are doing this or your character is doing this. And that terminology makes a huge, huge difference. Like psychologically? Exactly. Um, so when uh, you're struggling with something, when you're feeling anxious, when you're feeling tense, you can say like, wow, your character's really feeling anxious, your character's really feeling tense, they're having a hard time with oh, this. Oh, wild. Okay, um, so you basically build the distance into the language that you use to describe it. Right. Um, but then when you're successful in that situation, when you, when you um, have made it through that, you can say, wow, you did a really great job with that. And now it was you who was successful. Um, so you have an opportunity to build that's a wild. lot of safety, basically, in, into, into that whole experience. So that's actually something that's going to be um, go, gone into a lot more depth in the facilitator guide, especially. Yeah. The use of first and third person, or second and third person, is like such a valuable game master tool. Mm-hmm. To say, you did the thing. Um, I want the version of that like for marriage. <laughs> like, what is that? <laughs> no, exactly. Like, so say, here's the marriage, and here's the couple, but then here's us. The dishes were done. <laughs> you did a good job doing the dishes. Yeah, exactly. No, it's like, thank you for doing the dishes. You did a great job. Or, my spouse is blowing it on these dishes. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. exactly. Then the dishes I'm are not done. Them. Yeah. 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 Um, question <laughs> for the. My yeah, question for the critical core folks. <coughs> is it suitable for kids who aren't on the spectrum, too? Wondering if I should pick this up for my son when he's a little older. I think that, I think that the. The scaffold, like the social scaffold, is there regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, the reality is, is like social skills is something we we tend to like put on uh, um, individuals who uh, are not doing so well with those things. But like, I'm still working on social skills. I'm still working on like how to how to shake hands and how to how to talk with people or how to sit in front of people on a screen or like, like look directly skills. at a person. Yeah. Um, uh, we, we work on those all throughout our lives. So whether or not you have like a diagnosis for something like that, or whether or not you're just a, uh, a person who's playing RPGs and is finding the opportunity to have reflection uh, to the benefits that you're having, yeah. Critical Core gives, gives you a chance to, to understand that reflection a little bit more. And one um, of the cores here is accessibility. So we want it to be accessible course. to anybody. Right, so that's kids. We want it to be, if you're an octogenarian and you want to get into role-playing games, Critical Core is going to work for that too. The, the idea here is that the... The module design is really specifically targeted towards social capacity, but the game part itself and the facilitator's guide is really for anybody. Here, so uh, I, think, I think that goes into what Action Economist is asking, actually. How does Critical Core differ from a typical RPG that makes it ideal for those that are on the spectrum? I mean, when I look at the Critical Core Kickstarter and the way that it's laid out, it seems like the module design itself is like the main differentiator. Like, when you created, when, when you put the story together, the story has social skills that just get plugged into it mm-hmm. um, yeah. as you progress. 
Um, yeah, ultimately, the, the real things that are going to make Critical Core um, amazing and especially effective as a, as a tool are um, mostly the module design and the facilitator's guide. The stripped-down set of rules is really meant to be, uh, to introduce you to it. Yeah. Like, if you're an RPG player... You can always player, graduate. Right, exactly. If you're an RPG player, you're going to find the stripped-down set of rules might be useful for, for younger, younger audiences, but the things that are going to be most valuable to you are the module design and the facilitator's guide, and those are designed to be mostly universal. Um, well, you can, you pretty can portable mechanically, too. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Um, uh, obviously, we'll put some mechanics into the module design that are going to be specific to this, um, but a lot of the, the most important pieces to it are going to be portable to any RPG, and we want you to take them to, to other RPGs to explore other stuff. Uh, we don't want you to feel beholden to, to a critical core as a, as a mechanical system. Well, and also, you wouldn't even be able to use beholdens, because that's actually like a wizard's IP. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they're, they're, oof, they're really, really tight on Watch that. Out. I shouldn't have even said it. And, uh, one of the other things that we're, we, we do with the uh, role-playing games, and in this case critical core is we don't like use the opportunity to teach a skill it's not like work today we're going to talk about oh talk, yeah 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 right oh no that would not even work no exactly yeah. and a <laughs> i'm lot here of the, to tell you a lot of the participants <laughs> in our groups they're like in they've been in social skills training programs where it's like today we're going to learn this skill i but there's in, no context my son has been like i said we cross paths because he's you know in that system mm-hmm. that that stuff yeah. who boy but so what we can do with a module yeah. is we can introduce an opportunity where a skill is valuable, and then... Oh, the inc- then, then there's an incentive structure that you just perceive at some right. level. Exactly. So, like, I had an adventure. This one's not going to go into the box itself, but not I had... Not the first a, box. Not the first box. Maybe yeah. two, three. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe online. We'll see. <laughs> uh, but I had a, an adventure where they had to go f- um, get a, a chest plate. Um, there was, they had to uh, reconstruct an ancient statue and find this chest plate. Um, so they went to the last person who owned this chest plate and found out they'd recently died. So they showed up and there was a wake. Whoa! And the players went in there and they were like, where's the chest plate? And I was like, oh, let's like, take a moment. <laughs> let's, let's pause for a second. <laughs> Read the room. This is a funeral. Yeah. So like, you see that everyone's <clears throat> crying. And they were like, well, I guess I'll go. Is there food? Yeah. Uh, yes, there is. And like, He's uh, in. He's in. Yeah. They eat some food. They compliment the food. Now they figure out, like, did you, like, what's your favorite thing about him before he died? We, like, teach some mm-hmm. opportunities to have some conversations in this space to warm up, warm up the widow before it's saying, where's the chest? Where's our shit? And they say he was buried with it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> what are you teaching these kids? We're You're teaching them to <laughs> rob graves? It's necessary. God. To save the world. To save the world. Oh, to save the Okay, listen. All right, now I get it. Hey, uh, I have a special note here uh, from the Shadow Chancellor. Uh, at East, we're going to have a panel announcement on the book and signing on Thursday. Uh, Acquisitions Incorporated, Inc. on Friday, C-Team on Sunday. No game next week or the week after East. Of course, we'll be back on April 10th. Uh, thanks so much for rolling through. Uh, thanks to uh, each Adam, an equal amount. Uh, thanks for showing up. We'll see you next week.